0: All right, so who's got a topic idea?
1: Uh, the one I have is what tools do you want, but more importantly, why do you want them?
2: Oh, that's Ooh. cute. <laughs> I was going to try and offer the idea of making signs again. I really, I made a really cool sign this week. Well, I made that Dickel sign last week. I could talk about that. And then this week I got another sign, a really cool sign. It was like an emergency job. So I could talk about that. But um, just, that's just my, my two cents is starting a sign business. Or how to make money, making science. I like that. Bob,
1: you
0: have anything? Um, yeah, kind of. A couple people have asked about, like, when when do you get somebody to work with you or for you? Or when do you farm out certain parts of what you're doing to, you know, hmm. more specialized people? And that's in my, I don't want to say near future, but in my future. So, yeah.
2: Well, I, I like that because I, I can offer some uh, insight that that occurred this these last few days for me. Hmm. Yeah
1: my i i kind of like the sign thing jimmy's pushed for it two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and yeah, it seems cool. very relevant
2: and then we could t- i could talk a little bit about my situation which relates to what bob talked about sure cool that's going right. on
0: this week all right sounds good all right welcome everybody to episode 28 of making it i'm bob cliggett here with david picciuto and jimmy DiResta. Howdy. how you doing how you doing very good what's up what's up man um, I am currently, you you can probably hear like water behind me and like bars driving in birds, so I mean, birds, birds yeah. more than cicadas. <laughs> I am in the backyard at my parents' house in Kentucky. So sitting on a nice covered porch outside because yeah. the internet didn't really work very well inside the house. Well, in where I could fit. The rest of the house is covered in kids. So <laughs> uh, speaking
2: of signs, what does it say right over your shoulder? Right. Oh, and there's fireworks. Oh, oh. That should
0: make for an interesting podcast. Perfect. Um, that says, slow, grandparents at play. The other shoulder. And that one?
2: No, the other shoulder.
0: <laughs> Welcome to our garden. There's lots of oh. signs. <laughs> oh, wow. The
2: fireworks. fireworks are right around the corner. That you sure that's up. somebody that doesn't like our podcast? The <laughs> <Yeah. shooters? laughs> Drive-by. There so, it goes
0: again. Oh, wow, there's a lot. Yeah. So the other night, we did fireworks for the 4th, right? And so we drive up through, from Kentucky through Georgia. Uh, sorry. <laughs> from Georgia through Tennessee to Kentucky. In Tennessee is where you buy all the good fireworks. You can't buy the good ones in Florida, Georgia, or Kentucky. So I buy, like, you know, decent fireworks. I get up here. And my parents had bought a whole giant box. My cousins brought some. And then my uncle bought, like, the the crazy, barely illegal ones that are ridiculously <laughs> loud. And so we ended up setting off uh, an insane amount of fireworks in our backyard that just kind of shook the entire it would be
2: funny if you were just sitting in a black of like in a pile of like black scorched smoking wood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the fireworks just went horribly wrong.
1: Everybody still has all their fingers and eyelashes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's good. We did have one kind of the final one for the night. We had these mortars, um, and y- so I set off some mortars and they were fine. They were just like canisters, and then this, this last gun I tried were a ball with a kind of a cap like a blasting cap at the bottom and the cap was the launcher but it was dark and I couldn't really tell what was what and I just dropped it in this thing you know lit it and ran back and I dropped it in <laughs> upside down so instead of going up it shot down and didn't go anywhere it just exploded and the entire mortar was gone
2: mm. nothing wow. uh, classic, I got a classic classic firework accident story exactly
0: yeah <laughs>
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this link in the, in the show notes, but there's this clip, and it's of a wiener dog. I, watched, I saw it. I saw
2: yes, it. <laughs> yes, yes. Where the, where the wiener
1: dog grabs the... the yeah, the roman the, candle? Yeah. Or something, and it's start. just shooting out, and he's running with it, and it's like firing at, at this family <laughs> and everything. It's, it's hilarious. It's, if I you saw that. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to look for Wiener Dog Fireworks.
2: Yes. Very funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get to what we're working on, uh, we got to say, we got to talk about our sponsor, Inventables. Thank you, Inventables, for sponsoring this episode. Um, they are the maker of the X-Carve, the big Z machine. Well, I guess they have a small one, but I am I have more of the uh, big one on my mind because I recently just did a project where I made it flip up to the wall. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really big, and so it has a lot of cut area. It's a really good machine, but it also takes up a lot of space. And so luckily I was able to find a way to you know get it out of the way when I don't need to use it um but they they sell you know the machine the bits everything you need they have a bunch of different options for spindles for the machine a bunch of different parts and crazy materials a lot of good sign materials actually since we're going to talk about signs they have a lot yeah that's
2: that's why that's been on my mind as well
0: oh okay yeah they sell a lot of two-color plastics for you to cut out we can talk about that later so um yeah so thanks to inventables for sponsoring this episode and I didn't mean to interrupt our talk. I just didn't want to forget to do the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Awesome. So back to Wiener Dogs and fireworks.
1: <laughs> I just, I wanted to say, I just got some two colored um, plastic from Inventables. I'm, I'm holding it up in front of the camera, which most of you can't see, but it's black on one side and gold on the other. And when I'm, I'm going to use this for my guitar build for oh, the cool. headstock, yeah. and the black is a really, really thin layer. So I'm just going to carve um, my guitar. Logo, which will be revealed in a couple of weeks, um, through the black. So the gold will be revealed with the logo, and then I'm going to lacquer over top of that. So
0: nice. Oh, what vertical. about the pick guard? Can you do the same thing with the pick guard? Uh, the
1: pick guard, I actually got what is what is this called? Turquoise shell, and I'm just it's it's a it's one color, and I'm just going to cut the, the the shape of it. But I suppose you could do that with. Um, a pit guard too is at shapes in there.
0: But I mean, you are going to cut the pit guard on the, on oh. the X car out of the. That is bus. correct. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, um, is that what you're working on this week? You're still working no, on it? No, 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 no,
1: no. We've been on vacation, um, hanging out at the family cottage. I know that sounds all uppity, um, but we're, <laughs> we're lucky enough to have a, a nice family cottage on Lake Erie. So we've been hanging out there for the past week. So I've oh, been awesome. working on nothing.
0: Working on your tan, That's yeah. Really working, you like it? <laughs> yeah, looks uh, a lot like last week. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so I Did went we- camping. I went camping this weekend. Tal and I went up to uh, the uh, uh, the Adirondack Mountains, Marcy Marcy Mountain. And uh, day one, we hiked in about four miles. Found a place to camp. And uh, I was doing Snapchat, so the people – and it's funny. The fireworks are still going off. <laughs> so we, I was doing Snapchat, so I'm going to try and do Snapchat more often just when I have like a funny story to tell. That isn't really necessarily YouTube worthy. And uh, so I, I think a lot of people will follow me on Snapchat on my camping trip. And uh, so it's pretty funny. It's funny. We talked for like a half hour before we started, and there wasn't one firework. As soon as we start, the fireworks are going off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so typical, but yeah. no, we we had fun. We camped uh, two nights. The second night it started raining, so we still had about an hour of sunlight to, to march to hike out of the mountain. So I was like, "Let's get the hell out of here and go to a hotel instead of just sitting in the pouring rain." So we did that, and we ended up in Lake George. And then by the end of Sunday, I was up at my house in in uh, Greene County. Uh, just check. We always have to go check and make sure the renters don't break anything because we only have twenty four hours to report. So renters had left so we took over the house and then we ended up back in New York and I immediately started a new bar cart build that I got the green light for while we were away so it's one of those things where like the client's like oh can we do this how much would it be when can it be done and I just basically forgot about it because they've waited so long and then while I was away it's like okay do you think you could start this project Monday for delivery on Thursday so so I that night since I got the email over the weekend that night we stopped at a Lowe's and I bought all the material I need and uh, I started working at like 8 the next morning and um, I've just been kicking butt and uh, so it's a bar cart with a marquee set of letters for bullet bourbon and it's for uh, there's a big whiskey event taking place in New Orleans that I'm going to next week Hmm. so I have to send it ahead of time because it takes five days to ship it because it's freight so it's uh. It's been a crazy. Did you three just days. post pictures of that on Instagram? Yeah, that that black pipe bar yeah. cart, and then it gets a marquee, which is a, a set of letters that I made in the last. Uh, I started them last night at six o'clock, and I just got them to the point where I'm comfortable considering them done. The rest is just cosmetic, and uh, so it's a set of marquee lights, which I'll put on uh, Instagram shortly. As long as they, you know, as soon as they okay it for me, I don't want to like. Sometimes they get weird if I put stuff up before they get a chance to see it, hmm. so. The, uh, the letters themselves look pretty cool. I'll send you guys pictures while we're talking. Yeah. Nice. Right. Cool. Yeah. So it's uh, they look like old vintage like carnival letters with light bulbs in them. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been wanting to make one
0: play. like that for a long time. I've never gotten around to it.
2: Yeah. I'm going to send you guys a picture of it right now. But yeah, that's it. So I've been doing that. I'm making a video of it. And just before we started talking, I opened up iMovie and like 80% of the clips aren't showing up in iMovie. So I'm panicking a little bit. Mm. I I have them. They're on the computer, but they're just not showing up through the interface. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. Well, speaking of, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say. And then I, uh, I was wondering, did you guys get a chance to see uh, my 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 dovetails this week? The
1: bench? Yes, I I watched it. Oh yeah, you gotta
2: gotta take a look. Yeah, it was it was a fun one, and it was was, exciting to work for new clients. So exciting.
1: that was the the Core 77 video, right? That's right. Yep, and yep, yep. and we've we talked about it before, but you did like a little yeah. DVD extra narrative over top of it. And I, I really like yeah. how that was done.
2: Thank you. Now I want to do it for all of them, but I kind of promised them exclusivity on that for a couple of months. So no.
1: yeah, that's I think that I think it's going to work well for you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So that was cool.
0: Speaking of uh, camping, I went camping in my parents' backyard with all my kids the other night.
2: <laughs> <So that's cool.
0: laughs> Not at all the same experience, but a different kind of terror. Um, no, it was a lot of fun, but it was, you know, it's just kind of crazy, like four little kids and my wife and I in this one tent and, uh, trying to get the kids to calm down and to go to sleep and all that. So made for a long night, but yeah, so this week I haven't really done anything either. I've been in Kentucky, um, since over the weekend and, you know, spend time with family, enjoying the fourth, and my parents always have a big family get-together around the 4th, and so get to spend a lot of time with a lot of people, which is really cool. And today, um, I went over to my grandfather's house, and you may have seen on Instagram, I posted a picture of a, a carved wooden fish mm-hmm. that he did. It, that's like one of, I, I can't even imagine, maybe 300, wow, The detail in that
1: is crazy. And not he just does, the carving detail, but the, the colors and everything.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing that doesn't come through in the photo is that he glosses those with like this really thick gloss finish and they look wet. Hmm. So it's a fish that looks like you literally just pulled it out of the water and stuck it on a desk. They're really (laughs) awesome, which it doesn't smell like that, which is a good thing. But so this afternoon I went over to his house and, uh, got to just, you know, he showed me around in his shop and was like, Hey, you want this thing? Hey, you want this stack of wood? Hey, you want this? And he's awesome. Um, but I got to take... That's
2: incredible. Pictures. I'm looking that at is. the fish now. It's really beautiful.
0: I took a bunch of pictures of the birds because he also does birds. And um, so I took pictures of more fish and more birds. I'm going to try to post some of them over the next couple of days so people can see because he's amazingly talented. Is and, he
1: carving anything right now that you can get some footage of?
0: Um, not really. Right now he's painting. He's also a painter. And so he's doing... He grew up in the 30s in a small town near here. And so he's painting... What all the buildings on the town square looked like from memory.
2: No kidding.
0: Yeah, like all the way around. So it's like eight paintings, every two of each corner, and then there's like a couple more little bits. But so he's you know putting what what the stores were and what the restaurants were when he was a kid in the 30s, growing up in this small oh, that's town. So and cool. So he's spending all of his time now you know doing that, and uh, yeah, so he's amazing, and it's really awesome to get to spend time with him every time I'm up here and see what he's How still working he on. I I don't remember. Late eighties, early nineties. I'll have to ask him. He's coming over for dinner, I'll ask him tonight, maybe put it in the show notes. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so I'm on you know, I'm on vacation too, just doing stuff. Started my marathon training this week. Oh how
1: how long of how long is does that take?
0: Eighteen weeks. Hmm. Yeah. So and I'm starting up here where it's all hilly and not at all like Savannah, which is super flat. Hmm. So
1: you're about five hours away from me in in Louisville. Maybe we should uh, meet for dinner tonight.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Okay, <laughs> all right. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. I want to go meet Dave for dinner. See you guys. <laughs> that's
2: funny. So uh, um, I was talking about it's, signs. It's, let's talk about I, signs. Yeah. <laughs> I was just uh, you know I, I it seems to be a lot of the work that I've been getting and. Um, Lately, I mean, it's all brand work stuff, but I, I do do some signage for like just local shops and some stuff. I try to stay away from signs that are exterior signs because those are the ones that, you know, get destroyed. Actually, just the other day, uh, I turned down a job. A, a guy offered me a job for um, basically a white acrylic box that would like attach to the corner of a Brooklyn building. And I just he just said he wants it to be like a glowing cube. I said, you know what? I, I gave him a price and he he kind of choked and he's like, well, that's a lot of money. I said, Well, I said, I'm getting up on a ladder. You know, I said, there's a lot to it and, uh, you know, I got to electrify it and I might have to hire an electrician. And I said, as soon as a, you know, a a squirrel makes a nest inside of it, who are you going to call? He goes, you. I said, there you go. I said, so you're paying Mm -hmm. for follow up and everything else. I said, "Um, so that's why I try and stay away from exterior signs, basically, because there's just too much upkeep. But interior signs are fun because you could use pretty much any material. It's not going to get beat up by the weather and, you know... The coolest thing of all about making signs these days is that we could use CNC machines to make perfect letter forms. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I I love letter forms and and I love it when they're perfect. For years, I I just always would use a bandsaw and I would just like insist I don't need anything but my bandsaw and a thin blade and I could do everything. But, you know, now when you could make like little tiny, little perfect letter forms that are like a half inch thick engraved in something or in metal, or even like on my key, I, I engrave some stuff on my key, which is like literally like small than a quarter of an inch high. That's just, it's just so incredible. And that's, uh, you know, that's, what do you guys think? What well, you guys what's are, your, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm curious because you've done more, probably more, well, definitely more commercial sign work. What's your workflow from a CNC perspective for doing start to finish, you know, for doing, an existing logo and making signage out of it?
2: Well, for instance, this week I made, I just sent you guys pictures. I made this crown royal. I made this this morning at like eight in the morning. I made a crown royal sign um, for this upcoming event. I'm going to be in New Orleans next week. And um, they wanted, they're going to have like a theme thing, like an okay corral. And they just wanted an old piece of wood with beautiful letters. So they're kind of going like chic, rustic if you can imagine. So hmm. the letters are cut out of this material. I used it in the Nashville sign. Um, it's basically a, a, a chrome fomica. It's real chrome because it's actually real brass with a really fine thin sheet of chrome on them, on top of it. And uh, so it's, they take the brass and they dip it and they actually give it like genuine chrome. So I was able to mount that to wood and then CNC right through the metal surface into the wood. So it's basically laminated MDF with a layer of chrome on the front. And then I spray around the edge of the letters black. So this morning I started out, I, I set up my CNC file. So the crown Royal logo breaks up into several pieces. So I'm able to, even though the logo is going to be four and a half feet wide or four feet wide, I could break it up and and group it or, or nest it together inside of 18 by 24, which is m- what my, my CNC machine does the bigger one. Uh, and so I was able to put it on that and then cut through, get all the pieces out of it. And then, piece it together on a piece of old rustic board, which I just, I stained I stained dark brown. So I have the chrome letters on the dark brown surface, which is just like an old rustic cut board. So that was pretty easy. I glued the letters down with, uh, I always use goop, usually like a like a real strong silicone. Hmm. Something like that. Goop or ED6000 is another type of goop. It's the same type. It's the same smelling glue. I don't know exactly what it is, but it smells the same and it works really good.
0: So, what, what about your, the CNC part of it though, actually cutting the letters, getting, you know, from... A uh, company. I'm just, I know this process, but I think some people listening may not understand. Oh yeah, the
2: I always so, ask. I always ask for the file first. I say, do you have a uh, do you have a vector file of your logo? That's what I always ask for first. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I take the the logo. And sometimes they'll send over like a piece of printing vector, which has like thousands of like files in it. I just want the basic outlined logo so that I could use that as my cutting path. So that's typically what I do. Sometimes they don't have that. They, you, know, they, you know, the you know the artist isn't available, or the guy who ever made it, they don't know who he is or where he is, because I'm dealing with a brand person that's like far from the art department, you know, as far as personnel goes. And I'll just get, I'll find it online, and then I'll make my own vectors by using um, uh, live trace through Illustrator. Mm-hmm. So I do that a lot. So uh, sometimes I'll find the actual logo. Uh, if I find an actual picture of it like, or, or if I see it in a store, like if I got to go to like the liquor store for one of my clients and, and buy their bottle, I'll, I'll pull it off the bottle and I'll just remake it in Illustrator. Mm-hmm. And when I say pull it off, I just take a photograph of it, bring it into Illustrator and then redraw it with vectors, which is you know not easy. So yeah. that, that always makes it a little bit more complicated. And if I know I have to do that, I'll charge them more you know, for the computer time.
1: You, you're kind of known for doing these signs. You've made some crazy ones with like cheap metal wrapping around blocks of letters um i can't think of the the one that was it for a I, record store or something i did a
2: tangere i did a tangeree yeah yeah. yeah and um
1: do you know exactly how it's going to look when you're done or do you leave a little bit of openness during during the build
2: uh i never know you never know <laughs> no, so the- I, have, I have an idea i'm joking i have an idea but there is always room for changing things up and and shifting it around and mm-hmm. You know, like going in a different direction. The bill that I'm working on now is, the, is that bar cart and then it gets a, it gets the bullet logo marquee letters across the top. And each one of the letters is filled with uh, light bulbs, like one and a half inch light bulbs. So it looks like an old vaudeville sign. Yeah, so I'm looking at the
1: photos of it now. Are you doing all the, the wiring and mm-hmm. too, the
2: wiring actually was real easy. I, I thought uh and then and Bob to your point, talking about when to delegate, you that was you know, your topic idea is when to delegate or give stuff away. Um, similar to that vein this week two, two interns started working for me one last week and one this week and they're both very very good young high school kids and uh, they immediately helped me out with this and um, I sent one to the store I said I want this kind of light bulb on this kind of rope and he came back with a couple choices and the one he picked I was able to disconnect the light bulbs right off of the wire. I was like just they're not meant to do that, but I was able to like look at how they were manufactured, and then with a with a pair of uh, pliers or or even actually with a chisel, I pried the back off. So each one mm. of those sockets I was able to take off of the rope or the, you know the the, mm. the wire mm-hmm. one at a time, glue them into the letters, and then put the wire back on the back of them where I wanted instead of because oh. they were separated one foot at a time. So you see in the pictures, the letters are now only two in the the light bulbs are two inches apart. At the very most, so I would have had twelve inches of wire between each one of those light bulbs to hide in the back. So I was able to pull all the the light sockets off and then reattach them once I knew where they were going to be. So that's that'll all be in the video ultimately. Hmm. But but yeah, that uh, that was a little tricky because I wasn't sure because once I made the letters and they were all glued together with the sockets glued inside them, I was like, if this doesn't work, I got to go to Plan B and go buy another strip of lights and. And hide the the bunch of wire behind them, but I was it was able to work out. This is more sophisticated than the Tangare sign that I did last year, because um, the Tangare sign I just used Christmas lights because those letters ultimately were so skinny,
0: hmm. I could
2: only fit Christmas lights in between them. Yeah, and uh, so I just drilled little holes and then they just glued the Christmas lights in and just buried the wire behind the letters. The back of the letters looked like you know crazy circuit board. It was just jammed full of wires. This one is much more cleaner ultimately when you see it. Hmm. You said something there earlier about <clears throat> excuse me about
0: um you know finding the logo for the company online and um, and tracing it and stuff. a word of warning about that I did that for one of my first sponsors for a video, and they didn't even ask me to use the logo. I just thought, hey, they're sponsoring a video, I'll be nice and put the logo in there. so I grabbed it offline. I was in kind of a hurry, so i, I you know searched for it, found it, dropped it in the video, rendered the video, uploaded it. Spread it to my Patreon people. Who got to see it first, so it had you know the video had existed, and then when they finally saw it, they immediately responded with, "That's the wrong version of our logo," and hmm. it was like you know some revision that was like two years behind. It was just like not even noticeably different, but some yeah. art guy you know knew the difference, and so instead of me you know just going to them and asking for it, I was trying to save time for their benefit. And just found one, but it wasn't exactly. And I I totally understand that because I personally am really particular about how my brand is used and how my logo and the spacing and the color. In fact, somebody uh, is doing an article about me and they sent me this header image yesterday and said, you know, how's this look? And I was like, well, let me (laughs) redo it and send it to you. (laughs) And which is, you know, he totally understood. But I understand about being really particular about how your brand and your logo is is shown and that's used in the way that you want it used. So if you are going to be you know going into trying to make signs to sell for people or, or whatever, keep in mind how important branding and specificity to branding is yeah. to yeah, a
1: lot. It's a lot really of,
2: important. It really is important.
1: A lot of big brands will have what they call a style guide. So yeah. if mm-hmm. you're going to use their branding, you have to go by all the rules in the style guide. And there might be and, and there might be things in there like nothing can be uh, within a half inch of the logo or you have to use this type and you have to make sure the kerning and the lighting is this way and only these colors and you can't use this type of logo on a black and white image. You have to use this logo. Like some, some brands are very particular and they have a complete style guide written out, you know, with all these crazy rules.
0: I used to work for Dell right before this, you know, doing this stuff full time and a company of that size, you know, they have 100,000 employees or something, you know, worldwide into all sorts of different things. And the style guide for them was insanely detailed. Mm-hmm. And their logo is, is, it's a one color, really simple logo. And it's used, you know, looks the same everywhere. You would know it if you saw it. And it's because that style guide is so strictly enforced within and everything that they, they
1: do. They just want to make sure it's consistent across everything because that yeah. is their brand that represents them, so...
2: Yeah, because then when you, see, when you see like a corporate logo that's a little wonky because maybe it's been copied too many times or you know it just wasn't, it just wasn't rendered well, you get a little – you don't trust it. You're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the emails off? you
0: get from like you know air quotes Amazon that are like, hey, you need to update your account. And you can tell yeah. that. <laughs> it's like a screenshot of Amazon that they took. Exactly.
2: And, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, that happens with like you get like a phony Facebook email. It's like, hey, you have an urgent message. Like, well, I would have got that some other way. I don't need to get it this way. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes people just impulsively click on that stuff because they see the colors and they, you know, they're also used to seeing the brands. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but I, I've been actually afforded the uh, the license to play around with some of these logos, like Dickel and stuff. Actually, recently, Dickel's come down and and uh, I've been told that the word Dickel is 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 kind of they want to enforce the whole word George Dickel. So, and they have a couple of new options. So you'll see that I'm going to be working on a I'm working on my my video where I take the truck and I turn it into a a shelf that project is is about 80 percent done but the branding now is what's taking place and i'm going to do the tailgate stamp thing in the tailgate and it's going to say george Dickel.
1: oh nice
2: and then and they gave me a new font to use and uh you know a new a new lock which uh, i think is going to be cool so i'm going to be dealing with that uh, in a couple of weeks because uh, i'm going away to new orleans to deal with all this other stuff so i'll be gone for about a week jimmy uh, I've, yeah. I've
1: seen all this the commercial signs that you've done have you done anything that's just for yourself
2: uh well obviously i do i do my duress all the time whenever i'm testing anything i always just cut my duress thing just for fun um but uh i'm looking around it's funny because when you said uh, you, your grandpa did the fish and and i just looked at one they're incredible my dad always used to do like these old whales he would do like the profiles of whales hmm. for some reason him and his friends got into this sort of like uh, colonial like mystic seaport like fisherman like theme and then when talking about the 70s and when my dad was doing woodwork he was doing a lot of these like whale profiles and then you write the number of the house on it so outside the house is a like a big profile of like a sperm whale and it says the number of the house on it and Hmm. uh so growing up and now the funny thing is is i they've churned up in my life and I found them upstate and tell her immediately, it was like, oh my God, those are so cool. Where'd you get those? I said, my dad made them 30 years, 40 years ago. She's like, we have to hang them up. So in my house upstate, I have these whales that say Duresta on them in script that my dad, I have three of them that my dad made. And I guess my dad was as obsessed with his name as I was because he, (laughs) he, whenever he had nothing to do, he would just write Duresta on a whale. So (laughs) there's three of them upstate and then there's about uh, two or three of them at, at my mother's house. And then my father's got a couple at his house. And I think my brothers all have one. So it's just a funny thing. He was always like, oh, let me try this shape. Let me try that shape. All just variations.
0: It sounds yeah. like you might have your next T-shirt design there <laughs> with your name on it. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a funny idea. Yeah. So and then I just, I, I do experiment. Um, I'm trying to think of, I'm looking around my apartment now.
0: Well, you did have the one sign that was in, like, we used it in okay. one of our first episodes, oh, the God. Mark Twain. Um, oh, that's right.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I made that for a video and then making it. Yeah. The making it logo, which is where we got our name. Um it was a TV show pitch I did and I made that whole thing out of uh copper. So I made the letters out of copper. I didn't videotape it because I wasn't doing videos at the time. Um, but I made the sign to present the concept of the show and uh they we ended up naming the show Hammered. Uh but the sign is hanging in my shop. And so that's just another sign that I made. Sometimes I'll make those letters just to practice a technique. So I was kind of just practicing channel letters, you know, where like you just kind of it looks like it's just made out of a big chunk of copper when in fact it's all just flat sheets, hmm. you know, banded together. But um, I mean, the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about this is because now that everybody has the CNC and the X-carve is pretty uh, uh, prevalent now, it seems a lot of people are ending up with the X-carve. Um, it's real easy to make signs or to make stencils, to repeat signs. You know, like uh, you see, like I said, over your shoulder it says, "Welcome to my garden, Bob." Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's easy to make stuff like that now. It's funny. Uh, so one of my interns that's working for me this week, we just got our X carve up and running, and the very first thing he carved was my name. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> he just was he just wanted to show me because he knows it's kind of a joke with me. But he made it so that it would be a rubber stamp, so he made it in reverse. So oh, nice, yeah. So he's he's over there. He's at the shop right now <clears> playing <throat> around with it. Um, so. They just got it put together. And then yesterday, the two of them were troubleshooting it. Alan and Matt, they were troubleshooting it and getting it working. And uh, uh, Andreas came by last night. Andreas Eckberg from uh, – you guys, we all hung out. Oh, yeah, Z- yeah. Yeah. He came by last night. So he got a chance to look at the look at our machine and troubleshoot it. And then so we went live online with Zach for a minute. We asked uh, Zach at uh, Inventables. He happened to be manning the, uh, the live chat. So he, he answered a few questions for us. So we got, we got the thing in order. And today we're actually – We're actually getting results.
0: You you mentioned the the sign above my shoulder. So it's like one of those signs, it's hand painted for people that can't see it, but it's one of those signs that you would buy, you know, like a Cracker Barrel or something that you would hang, or maybe your parents would hang, you know, behind their house or something. And you're totally right, Jimmy, having a CNC would let you produce stuff like that to sell at craft shows or to sell, Mm -hmm. you know, anything, uh, you could produce tons of that type of stuff to sell. And I'm sure it would sell really, really well.
2: And then even the cameo, which you guys turned me on to, you know, the cameo silhouette, the silhouette cameo, the, uh, the, the, the cutting machine, uh, a fan came to the shop this week. Um, uh, Travis Moore came to the shop this week. He's a, a new friend. And he showed me some things where he had the cameo and he, he cut out letters in the cameo, stuck it to stainless steel, and then put it in an acid bath. And the whole background melted away, and then peeled away the letters, and so the let it looked like an old, uh, mm. it looked like an old um, Art Deco sign. I mean, he obviously used the Art Deco lettering, but then you paint the black, you paint the background black, and you just give it a buff, and then all the stainless steel is shiny. So it's pretty incredible, like you know, all these different simple technologies that that are available to play with, and, you know, and, and all this technology is obviously available on YouTube when it comes to like etching steel and stuff inside of the yeah. assets and stuff like that uh so it's just it's it's amazing now because i when i worked in a sign shop in 1983 and 84 they just got what was called the plotter which is the machine that cuts the vinyl and they just started, there was one guy in the shop that knew how to like put the letters on trucks and stuff so he was the guy so they would there was one person who had to use the computer and she would cut all the letters out and then he was the one guy who knew how to like make the transfer, you peel away all the background, then you stick the transfer paper on and you peel it and then you lay it on the trucks. So, I mean, I I saw that technology in its infancy. It hasn't changed much at all, actually. The one thing that has changed is that now the average artist can go out and buy one of those machines. You know, obviously you can get the Cameo or you can spend some money and get like a 30-inch wide one and you can make some really big stickers. So, in fact, did you guys, have you noticed the trend in, it's been at least seven or eight years now. Graph, uh, uh, graffiti artists are buying those machines, and, really? they make, and they're making. Yeah, they're making their logos with with all the colored vinyl. So if if a guy has like a logo that has say like three or four colors in it, he'll literally cut out each section of the colors and then multiple then lay the, layer them so that his his tag mm-hmm. will be all those colors. And so now the final thing is like all the the colors stacked up. And then he'll make 10 or 20 of them, and then, you know, he'll go bombing his tag around town. Is that what the But kids it's are?
0: vinyl instead of
2: – it's right. not it's a vinyl. Huh. No, no, wow. it's all vinyl. Yeah, So, but it looks just like, you know, it's like if, you, know, you hand-draw your, your tag, whatever your tag is. You bring it into Illustrator. You clean it up. You give it a couple of layers. And now it goes from, like, being, like, a hand-drawn thing to, like, a, like a beautiful, like, branded graphic. Huh. Because it's, like, all clean, sharp edges. And let's say if it's three colors and it has an outline or, you know, or, or a stroke. You make the one bigger and then you make it smaller and then you stick it on top of the colors and then you have like a stroke around the outside of the thing. And if there's any other color breaks, you just add them all to it. And uh, I'd yeah. like to so, try that. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you layer the colors of the cameo, you know, that you get out of your cutting machine, you end up with some really cool. So, I mean, you could totally do your sticker, Bob. You know, you do the orange splash and then you do the white thing over it. Yeah, definitely. You huh. the way you've been manifesting it is just doing the white graphic, right? That just kinda of stands alone. The pieces yeah. are just stacked in space. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could put that over the, you know, the orange square or, or the splash.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh. Um David, have you done
0: any sign work?
1: Not a whole lot, no. Um by I, not a whole lot
0: i mean none <laughs> well, <laughs> i'm waiting you have, you have done like the the uh inlay stuff i mean you made yeah. a couple of small signs I, right? a couple
1: a couple small ones and i've got we're gonna redo our mailbox real soon and i'm I'm gonna design a mailbox and i'm gonna do uh, wooden inlays of letters and that's gonna be done on the cnc mm-hmm. um you know i i guess i did do the um be curious cnc sign mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago
2: or a couple months ago um But I mean, this is. But you like. But you know, you should think of yourself as a sign maker because you've been designing websites for how long? And you're a graphic designer. Sure, and I, I'm, I take photos of signs that I like all the time.
1: Like. Yeah. I, just, I use my phone as, as as a tool, like, oh, I like the way that it looks, snap it, just to keep that in the, yeah. in the memory banks, and not to rip it off, but to use it as inspiration later. So,
2: No, no, it's awesome. I mean, T- Taylor and I just drove through Lake George, and you guys are in like kind of old country, middle America, where these beautiful 1950s signs that are like abandoned on buildings. Yeah. You know, there's lots of cool stuff in Louisville, I've noticed, like old neon signs, but we just drove through Lake George, which is a big tourist section in New York State, and there's tons of beautiful old hotels like motorins from like 1940s and 50s obviously there's some new ones which have cheesy signs like you know motorins that are like you know all uh you know chain motels but then you have these beautiful like the mohican hotel which is just owned by some guy and his family Mm. and you know it's the it's the it's like the 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 buffalo nickel in neon which is incredible um so there's so much beautiful signage i mean if people just need inspiration you know especially like Taylor and I spent a lot of time in Chicago, and there's so many beautiful old neon signs in you know different parts of Chicago. So you know, there's, every city has got their old signs. Somebody actually sent me a, a thing on Craigslist. said, for free, come take it away, a baked enamel sign for a car dealer from like the 1940s probably for an old Chevy dealer, and it was all neon. And it said, come take it away. I've stored it for too long. I don't need it. And by the time I called him, somebody had taken it away. Yeah. Like that was that was in the in, you know the tri-state area.
1: Yeah, I mean those things are always hot, hot items on like American Pickers and shows like that. So,
2: well, actually, do you guys remember um, when I did the TV show Dirty Money? We found that neon sign that said bar. Yeah. We went to mm-hmm. that shop. We had like a scheduled thing to buy at that shop. Like you're gonna go in here, you're gonna look around, and you're gonna want to buy this. <laughs> right? So we went to the shop. I looked around. And I'm like, I want to buy this and then it was like a big to do like we had to call the network producer jimmy doesn't want to buy the thing we had to buy he wants to buy this other thing and <laughs> actually so it turned into a real sh- episode it was like one of the only episodes that turned out to be somewhat real 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 um mm. throughout you know every episode had moments of reality but you know everything is kind of manipulated but we ended up mi- buying that sign and I can't remember the numbers. We ended up like we bought it for like maybe three or four hundred dollars. My friend did the neon basically for free to be on TV, and we ended up selling it for like twenty five hundred bucks. And the guy we sold it to, I saw him about ten months later. He sold it for ten thousand dollars. Whoa, no joke. I, so he goes, I go, I go, how much did you get for it? He goes, I'm afraid to tell you. I Don't want you <laughs> be mad at me. I go, I don't care. I go, that's your business. He's a total wheeler and dealer. I go, tell me. I want to know. I'm dying to know. He goes, I sold it for ten grand he goes but the deal was i had to deliver it so he goes i drove it down uh, i think he said to new orleans and then he said on the way back he just used the cash to buy more stuff so
1: (laughs) as as someone who's worked in a in a sign shop and has made a lot of signs do you see sign making as a dying
2: art uh you know i i think it's you know what's a dying art is obviously sign painting and i probably talked about you know working with some of the old sign painters uh and uh here in Brooklyn, we have sky high painters, with sky high sign painters, and they it just says always only hand paint, and it's like a bunch of young hipster guys that are really talented painters, and you know they get paid really well, and they're worth it. Their, their lettering skills are, are beautiful, hmm. and if you happen to be walking by their spot in Kent Street, New York City, um, on in Williamsburg, look inside their shop, and they have tons of cool old signs. They only like collect cool old signs that are like either hand painted or just really good graphic. So when you walk by it, it's like a museum when you look inside their place. But um, guys like that are very rare. That's why they get paid so well because they literally just take a photograph. I mean there's methods and ways of making a hand-painted photographic quality image. So they'll, they'll basically like paint a bottle. They do a lot of bullet bourbon stuff too. So they'll paint like a bottle of bullet on the side of a building and it looks just like a wet photograph bottle from a ph- photography shoot. Um, but they also do you know beautiful graphic 19 – you know 50s 60s 70s looking hand lettering nice i like like you don't see too many custom like
1: one-off signs anymore I, I think where you do see awesome signs is coffee houses and like new breweries yeah at least, yeah, at least, definitely. At least where i'm at and uh so i'm just wondering i was just wondering you know like is hand handmade signs is that a is that going away but
2: well, you know, what's going away, I think, is like the, the ability to bandsaw the way I do, but it's going away. And I don't care that it's going away because the CNC is so much better. I mean, I can hand bandsaw stuff all day long, but it's not going to be as precise as, as a vector. You know, so I, I have the ability to bandsaw letters like I did in the Nashville sign. I, I ended up hands, bandsawing a lot of the letters just because it was easier than setting up the file because um, those letters are just straightforward. And then the ones, the, the bigger letters that had graphic elements on the face, I was like, they have to be carved on the machine. In the old days, I would have just cut that element out and just nailed it to it. So instead of it being carved in, it would have just been something raised up on the surface. You know, it would have been another bandsaw layer. But I, I think, uh, you know, if it's a dying art, maybe bandsawing is a dying art because now CNC has taken its place. But like I said, I, you know, I think it's just the natural progression of technology. You know, the CNC machine is, is always going to be perfect. And what clients want is their logo represented perfectly. Yeah. Bob, have you done any? Signs recently, or do you have anything planned? So I
0: I did my logo for Maker Faire a couple of years ago, and um, it was it was like the the largest use of a CNC I had done to date, which was really interesting. You know, trying to engrave out letters that were you know that my font is kind of a thick font, and so cutting out this basically like an inch wide vertical stripe with a eighth inch bit takes a while and you do that one with one letter that's one thing but then you do i like to make stuff (laughs) that's a lot of (laughs) letters right yeah and so i ended up having to do it in multiple pieces i did the orange box as a block i did the white cut out in that and so there were multiple paint applications on that single piece and then all the letters were cut out down into another piece and so that was kind of interesting just because it forced me to kind of pre-plan like where are the levels of the sign what has to be cut in what has to be cut you know, around, you know, what's the paint layering scheme and like, you know, paint one and then sand off, you know, the, the top layer and then paint the color over it. So I did that one. And then I did, um, some palette stuff where I cut out, I made a palette box and then I cut out the letters or the logo out of acrylic and then glued them inside the box and then used LEDs. So it was a good way to make a light up sign. Um, but other than that, I haven't really done any sign work. I've done a lot of graphic design work. I've done a lot of sticker stuff, like you talked about, Jimmy, with the um, with the silhouette. And a friend of mine used to work, or several friends of mine used to work in a sign shop when I was in college. So I was around what they were doing and the printing process and stuff like that. But I've never actually physically made a whole lot of signs. One thing I do think is really cool about making signage that I would like to do more of is mixing the different media Um you know, the thing you're working on that you sent us pictures of, Jimmy, is is metal and lights and there's wood elements. And I think to me, those are the most effective, you know, physical signs because they see like a different character of the old wood or really nice wood. You know, or you get mm-hmm. there's so many different types of lighting you can put within a sign to give it a different effect, you know, like those bulbs that you used in that one. If you had used LEDs, it would have looked entirely different, you know. And if yeah. you had used RGB LEDs, where they could, the light could change color, that adds a whole other dimension to the material mm-hmm. color. Yeah, and, you know. So I think mixing those media together uh, within signs can give you a lot of variation.
2: Yeah, and that's why I mean I wanted to talk about this just to encourage people. I mean I'm I'm looking at and uh, I'm going to give my my buddy uh, Adam McMillan a shout out. He's uh, going to be excited that I mentioned them. I hope he's listening. Um, he I've been watching his uh, sign work on Instagram and and Facebook, and he does some really fun stuff. And he doesn't seem like he has an overly complex shop. He's doing some really beautiful signs with lights and multiple layers and you know plasma cut steel and a lot. I mean I don't even know if he has a CNC. Looks like he does it by hand. And uh, he seems like he's getting really good work, really beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. And it's all just cut steel, you know, for a lot of it. Some of it's plastic, some of it's, uh, you know, aluminum. Um, and then also, uh, I mean, looking at his, his, uh, his Instagram is reminding me too that, you know, like stamped, burned stamps and all that stuff. You know, I consider all that signage, you know, just doing graphics. Like I said, you know, I, even though you guys don't physically make signs, the fact that you design logos and stuff, that's all in the, in the same category. You know, and then the branding and the way the stickers are going around now, and you know everybody. It's funny because since so many of us are, are getting stickers and giving stickers, to see how each one of us does our graphics on that little, you know, four by two inch space, you know, that's that's a sign in and of itself. You know, mm-hmm. so if you start thinking of all these little spaces where we're leaving our names, you know, all of our, you know, all the YouTube world, everybody is into signage in one way or another, and you know, you should really consider yourself you know inventor of images and and a sign maker in that way i
1: you know i'm so inspired to go make a sign right now i've (laughs) I've been writing down ideas as we're doing this and so i I encourage anybody else who has made signs or is going to make signs like leave comments on on the on the website of showing some of the things you made because i know i'm ready to go down in the shop right now and and do a a make something sign so
2: hmm (laughs) right on
0: that's yeah that would be a cool challenge just to to get everybody to submit signs that they made yeah. in the yeah, comments like, so we could see them.
2: Like, uh, uh, Dave, your, your, the drunken woodworker, your classic logo that, that you've had now for, I guess, over a year or more, you know, the sticker that you gave me that I have, mm-hmm. that would make a beautiful CNC you know, The combination of, you know, just regular. Like, you could even print it, say, like 20 inches big, right, and then mask a piece of wood with just like rubber tape, like electrical tape, cut it out, pull out the background, and then sandblast everything out around it. <laughs> yeah, and then the, you know the the electrical tape will reflect the sandblasting, and the open wood will accept it. And then you'll have like a beautiful two texture. You know, you stain it. And so there's all kinds of things. I mean, that's not even using a CNC. That's just using an X-Acto knife and a and a sandblaster. You could just go yeah. buy it. You know. At a tractor supply if you do have a CNC
1: uh, a, a quick thing that I that I did for one of my booths uh, about a year ago was just I took some walnut plywood, and the the walnut veneer is really, really thin, so I just cut out my my logo. In the in the walnut plywood, so the logo mm-hmm. was actually the the color of the wood underneath the birch. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then That's like the plastic a, we talked about. Yeah, exactly. And so you had this awesome contrast, and it was a mm-hmm. really quick and easy sign. And actually, a lot of people came over and picked up my booth sign to look at that. You know, because yeah, right it's interesting to people.
0: Yeah, you, you should talk about the be curious sign that you did. Cause you had a really cool technique for keeping letters aligned. Yes. Talk about that a little
1: bit. So what I did was a lot of times these letters there's there's uh, the space in between the letters can be very important and so if you are cutting out all these letters individually then you have to go back and you have to line them up and you have to look at your your kerning and everything and so what I did was uh, let's say I had a half inch piece of of wood and I reversed the sign so it said be curious but looking at it from the, the back side it's reversed and instead of cutting all all the way through i cut almost all the way through right and then the the side this is kind of hard to explain but the side that i cut then i glued i put glue on the keeper pieces and i glued that on uh, a a backing board a substrate and then sanded through the top to reveal the letters and then the the non-glued pieces came loose and was removable does that make sense
2: yeah, so you CNC'd the letters in reverse, like a printing block, mm-hmm. uh, just so it read reverse. And you CNC'd right up to the other side, maybe a couple hundredths of an inch. You left some, some, basically a paper-thin layer there. Yes. Glued down the letters you want to keep, sanded away the paper-thin, and then the background left.
1: Yep. And yep. all will be explained in the, in the links down below because I have a video <laughs> of that project. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It's That's a good one. A, I use that technique when I'm seeing seeing letters quite a bit. Um, the only the because sometimes when you CNC see see letters on them, I'm going to do a tips video about the way I CNC see see letters. Um, but when you CNC, sometimes the letters get loose, and then it throws off your X, Y, and Z. If the, if the thing gets jammed up, the letter will jump out, and then the machine will want to go where it expects not to be any material, and then it gets jammed, and then you skip a couple of tooth, mm. and then and now your machine is out of its X, Y, and Z. So I use that same technique that you just described, just to hold letters in place. because the, They have the tab option, so it'll cut all the way through and then leave tabs. But when you use MDF, the tabs never hold. You know, the tabs have to be big. So, and since MDF is basically like paper, if you cut all the way down to, say, just a couple hundred of an inch be, before the other side of the wood, the letters will all hold in place. And then once you cut through or once you, you remove your board, you can literally finish the cut with an X-Acto knife mm. from the other side. So, so I, do that. I use that technique just to keep letters in place so cool. cool well
0: i'm i don't know if you can hear the thunder but <laughs> <laughs> there's a very good chance i'm gonna get rained on here in just a minute so yeah. uh unless you guys have any other awesome tips about signs
2: um no i just think a sign is a thing that we should all you know i just i just want the the viewers and the listeners to just be encouraged to make signs and like i said i'm giving a shout out to to mcmillan industries on on instagram because he's got some really beautiful sign work on there and uh, he and i have chatted a little bit uh, behind the scenes about his sign work. And, um, you know, that's just quickly accessible. But just go out in your neighborhood and look around and look at the signs that aren't neon, because neon's obviously, you know, a, a specialized industry. But look at the signs that aren't neon and, and any of those signs that aren't neon with some simple tools and just some ingenuity, anybody could make any of those signs.
0: Yeah. So, Definitely. Well, bef- before we talk about um, what we're watching right now, I want to thank Luis Gonzalez, Jeremy Pollan, Jeremy White, and Juan Vargas. Uh, there are our top patrons on Patreon, and uh, I want to thank everybody from Patreon because you guys are awesome. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash It, and that's a good way to help us keep doing the show. I also want to thank Inventables for sponsoring this episode, and now we're going to talk about what we're watching. David, what are you watching? Um, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I didn't
1: want to take the easy way out and and show <laughs> off somebody that... Um, maybe everybody knows, but I really want to make sure everybody knows about Peter Brown
2: oh his, yeah, his, he is good yeah, because
1: there there is a lot of woodworking stuff on his site, but there's a lot of non woodworking things, some epoxy things, and some just crazy, awesome projects. The dude is so creative, and he he even he shows his failures too there's a couple projects on there that I think that didn 't come out correct and i just i just like seeing that i like seeing the process and we bob and i or all three of us got a chance to meet him uh a months ago and good dude just a just a good dude so really super brown's youtube channel
2: and uh, i'm gonna take a lob too and and say everybody check out david welder's latest video where he takes a a a red umbrella he found in the street and turns it into a kite with his brother and uh, we just we just watched it at lunch and i was so impressed i think uh it's it's just a really touching video it looks like something that like I, it totally reminded me of something that i would have watched like on um uh sesame street in the 70s <laughs> it's just something really you know because like you know i think i guess i'm thinking of like red balloon Do you remember that yeah. video that's like a red balloon but it, it's just so iconic that he found like a red umbrella in the street and then just some of his filmmaking techniques are just really beautiful and this it's just really grabs me and then not to mention, I don't know if you guys saw, he made these onions and then his dad went up in like 150 feet in the air, maybe taller, and put them on top of these steeples. Incredible. Just like, I, mm. I, my, my heart was in my mouth when I was watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, I haven't seen crane. that. Seen he's, on that.
2: A, he's on a basket crane controlling it with the GoPro and they're right next to one of these steeples. It's like the steeple of a giant cathedral. And they're right at the top and they take in like this, they're fixing it. And the crane is moving. But it looks like the steeple is moving because the GoPro is attached to the crane railing. Oh. So the, the crane is waving with the wind, but the GoPro is the only reference – point I mean, the, uh, the steeple is the reference point. So the reference looks like the steeple is moving. It's pretty crazy. Oh, man. Oh.
0: Well, I actually haven't gotten to watch a whole lot this week because I'm on vacation, but – Everybody, if they haven't, should go watch Izzy Swan's Crazy yes. Walking Machine video. <laughs> I
2: uh, was going to do Izzy's today, but I know we were talking about it before we started. <laughs> I, <laughs> I left him
0: a comment saying, I feel like the only comments I ever leave you are, this is crazy, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> every video, he's nuts. He's awesome and nuts. And it's fantastic. So, and I, you know what?
2: I love Izzy's style. I, I love his style of like this is what I did. And then he goes backwards in time and says, this is how I did it. <laughs> I love that. Lucky goes right into it. It's like, boom, this crazy contraption. All my neighbors probably think I'm nuts. But he's like walking up and down the street with this crazy thing. And then he goes backwards in time and explains it. It's, it's really, really love his style.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, definitely a cool project. And apparently it's, that's not the end of it. That's like the first step of something <laughs> larger and crazier. Uh, so he's probably going to
2: walk all the way to St.
0: Louis.
1: His yeah. brain just does not operate on the same wavelength as the rest of us. He's, you know what's, he's on a higher you know what's plane. crazy?
0: I talked to him about that one time. I was like, so, you know, what kind of, it may have been in the brain pick we did, but it was like, when you have the an idea for one of those crazy contraptions, how far do you draw it? And he's like, oh, I don't sketch it. I don't do it in SketchUp. I just like start cutting gears and start cutting pieces and sticking it together. I'm
2: like, what? <laughs> you know, it's funny when you watch that video, he's like. And when he goes, so you see the finished piece in the beginning and then he goes, okay, so I go back in time and I did this. He's like, oh yeah, that's a seed I decided not to use. And the thing is like, looks like two days worth of work, but it's yeah. not in the finished thing. And yeah. then he's like, oh yeah, I painted it this other color, but then I changed the color. It's like the finished thing doesn't look anything like the process <laughs> shots. Because yeah. he made all these changes while he was working, which is, which is great to see that.
0: Yeah, pretty awesome. Make yeah. sure you go check that one out. I uh, guess that'll probably do it for us this week. Do you get, Do you want to talk uh,
1: about... We don't have to, but do you want to talk about how we're all going to be together in a couple months? Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Why don't you talk about it? Go for it. Oh,
1: great. That's a lot of pressure <laughs> on me because I don't have the dates in front of me, but I'm going to quickly look it up. So the three of us, if I am... And Izzy. And Izzy. We're all and going to be at Woodworking in America. And...
0: September.
1: Woodworking... Twenty
0: America dot
1: com. 20... September twenty-fifth through the twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. That is in Kansas City. Um, so w- there's a bunch of us YouTubers are gonna have a booth and we're all gonna have like slotted times at this booth, and we're gonna be hanging out. And um just even if you don't pay to get into the woodworking in America the 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 classes you can you can still get in to see the 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 what do they call it the the showroom floor
0: yeah it's like the marketplace or the something marketplace, i think it was yeah. like 10 dollars last yeah. year and
1: we're going to be around town in the evenings and and we're going to make ourselves available and it should be pretty
0: fun yeah so if you're in the area please come hang out with us please come please, hang out please, with us
1: please 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 we're <laughs> so lonely and um my I'm a, I'm a huge baseball nerd and my, my Cleveland Indians are going to be in Kansas city that weekend. So I already got tickets for Sunday's game. So I'm, I'm super excited.
2: <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right, cool. Well, cool. that's it for this week. Next week, maybe we'll all be back in our normal situations and, you know, and not outside with thunder and fireworks and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny everybody. if you,
2: you, you end up back in your shop with those birds on your shoulder. <laughs> birds we've been listening to the
0: entire time. <laughs> cool thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time later